Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Minor Vincent, who is president of Families Helping Families in the town of Clinton. Peter. Mr. Vincent. Good to see you again. Hey buddy, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great. You? Well, we're just finishing up a very, very busy summer. Okay. We, uh, we had a partnership with uh, Kids Connection. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we did put on three uh, outside concerts. All right. And we sponsored the musical Footloose. We also, um, our scholarship program was in, in full gear this summer. We had scholarships to uh, Clinton Salem Club, All right. uh, Cindy Stevens Art mm -hmm. Camp, and Kids Connection Musical right. Theater Camp. So it was a busy summer. We, uh, you know, it was a good uh, summer. We had a lot of people out. Uh, when Footloose was performed, there were, you know, hundreds of people that showed up. Right. So uh, it was a good summer. We're looking forward to the fall. Absolutely. Speaking of fall, what do we got going? What do we got going on? Well, it's our traditional fall food uh -oh. drive in the September. Okay. Um, Saturday, September twenty-fourth. Okay. From ten to two at Big Y. There you go. Uh, they were very, very open to us doing one there in the spring. Yeah. As you well know. Uh, yeah. Yes. And. Uh, we, we asked if we could come back in September. They were they were very welcoming. So we'll be there September 21st from 10 to 2. Nice, nice. Yep. And as far as, let's do a little bit of background information sure. on the organization and how you guys got started. Well, we started 16 years ago, if you can believe that. Wow. Yeah, it's been going, time's going by fast. Uh, we've grown into four community outreach programs. Okay. Uh, we have energy assistance. Uh, which we're a little bit concerned about because right now the price of home heating oil is very, very high. Mm -hmm. um, we do the uh, Clinton Kids Initiative. Sure. Um, we did um, all the things this summer. We just recently uh, gave Cheryl Church at Clinton Social Services a whole bunch of backpacks. That's right. And gift cards for kids going back to school. Um, we will be doing um, our Christmas time uh, event for tweens, mm -hmm. so those are the kids 11 to 16 that uh, don't necessarily have a lot of things under the Christmas tree, so we make sure they they get plenty of gift cards, uh, especially to Clinton Crossings, yep. so they can go in any one number of stores and pick out gifts that, that they might like. Nice. Um, we also do uh, Families to Families, and basically that's uh, we intervene when there's a crisis situation. Um, you know, somebody can't meet a uh, rent payment or a mortgage payment or somebody was in an accident and we try and help them out as best we can um, with the food cards, gas cards, things like that. And our biggest program is Food for Clinton. Yes. Um, since April of 2020, when the pandemic really started, mm -hmm. uh, we've donated um, pretty close to 200,000 pounds of fresh produce, non-perishable food items, and personal care items to the Clinton Food Pantry. Oh, wow. So we have uh, two deliveries a week that go to the pantry. Yeah. They both happen on the same day, which is Wednesday, when the pantry also gives out the food. Right. So uh, we have a wholesale partnership with a wholesale, with a wholesale produce company. Mm -hmm. So we're buying the freshest produce at the best prices. Then we do, we have uh, 
developed uh, three or four buying sources that we buy uh, non-perishable food items and personal care items. Just to give you an idea, um, if you go to the supermarket and you buy a can of vegetables, it's probably a dollar nine or a dollar nineteen, and we're buying that same can of vegetables for fifty-seven cents. Wow! You buy pasta in the store is a dollar nineteen, a dollar twenty-nine, and we're buying that same box for ninety-five cents. Holy cow! So you know we try and stretch the dollars as, as best we can, and you know. I, you know, people ask, you know, what can we do to help? And not to sound cold, and mm -hmm. but for somebody that donates a dollar, you know, we can almost buy two cans of food for that one dollar. Um, so we try and make sure that, uh, you know, the dollars go a long way. But it's uh, the supply chain, you know, I know people have heard it in the news and on TV that the supply chain is broken, and that's true. Yeah. Uh, I used to be able to buy a couple of hundred cans of pasta at one time. Yeah. Now I can only buy 10. And the price has gone up by 30%. Wow. So it's, uh, it's challenging, but between uh, Amazon, Target, and Walmart, uh, we're able to make sure that we do with a weekly delivery of non-perishables and um, personal care items on a weekly basis. And, with Amazon, we have uh, we belong to a subscribe and save list. Okay. So if you have a certain amount of items on your list, uh, you get an extra fifteen percent off. Oh, cool. So what we've done is we've developed a list of maybe twenty items, and we rotate those items on a we get a delivery every two weeks. So we rotate those items um, and get the ones that uh, the food pantry might have an immediate need for. So it works out well. Uh, it gets delivered to my house and we deliver it to the food pantry. But uh, people in town have been very, very generous. And uh, we, like I said, we, uh, since the pandemic, almost 200,000 pounds of food. Oh, wow. Your UPS man must love you. Yeah. UPS, <laughs> FedEx, you know, Amazon. Yeah. I, I think they're, you know, there's little ruts now in my driveway <laughs> coming up and down all the time. But, <laughs> You know, they're very nice. You know, my garage door is always open. They put them in the garage and, and um, uh, on a res regular basis, uh, somebody that you know very well comes over and uh, we have packing days. And that's the bike guy, Paul uh, Egan. How is he? He's very good. So what we do is when we get a shipment of uh, cans of uh, vegetables or fruits, mm -hmm. we put all the boxes on the driveway, open them up, and then we put them in banana boxes in, into different categories. So when we take them to the food pantry, they're all set. They just get, put them right on the shelf and they don't have to sort them. Um, and believe me, Paul has been a, a real big help. So, you know, there's a, another whole side to the bike guy that, yeah. that people don't know about. And, and just for your audience, uh, you know, he, he is doing exceptionally well. Yeah. He still goes to uh, and gets checked every week or every two weeks, okay. but he's doing very well, and he's preparing to uh, ride in the Closer to Free. That's right. With a his team, weeks. yep, a couple, a couple of weeks, September 10th, I believe. That's right, I believe so. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, you know, he just tells you how community oriented he is. Absolutely. In addition to doing all the, all the stuff with the bikes, and um, so we just recently tallied all the bikes that have been given away. Uh, since we started okay. uh, seven years ago, yeah. I met him at a 
uh, at an event, and we got talking, and he sa I was asking him, you know, and he told me his love of, of repairing bikes. Right. And I said, well, how do you get all your parts? And he said, well, I dumpster dive for a lot of them. There you go. And I said, well, I'm not sure that's yeah, okay. the, the most healthiest thing to do. Exactly. So we formed a partnership, and Families Helping Families provides the, the financing uh, for all his parts, and he provides the labor. And so in those seven years, we've given out over uh, 1,525 bikes. Wow. And never and probably 2,000 helmets. Yeah, right. And never charged uh, a single cent for them. I was going to say, so, we did an event at the police department that's right. back we, in the spring. Yeah, I the Bike Safety Day. Yeah, when, right. At that particular event, uh, we gave away between 35 and 40 bikes. So right. it's been... Uh, you know, it's been quite a good uh, relationship with with the quote unquote the bike guy. Right. You know, and and for those of you that have never met Paul, he's one of the nicest he's, guys you'd ever want to sit down. And he's been talk he's to been him. great. It's been a good good partnership. And you know, it's it's basic to what our mission is. You know, like no kid should not have a bike. Just like you know, there should be no cold homes in Clinton in in the winter time, and there should be no family that you know that doesn't have enough food. It's absolutely. Basically, that's simple. Now, as far as the organization goes, and I'm sure you guys are experiencing this as well, with the rising price of fuel and the rising price of food. Yep, it's, uh, we're worried about it. Um, it's curtailed some of, the, some of our buying, but like I said, we, we uh, almost every week, I think between fresh produce and non-perishables and personal care items we're somewhere i would say our average is about 1500 pounds a week oh wow the where the problem comes is number one the rising prices and number two uh, the ability to get things on a timely basis right um you know i used to be able to get some things and then still do um, you know, one day or two day delivery, and now you know you find out it's a week or ten days. So yeah, right. It's hard to gauge um, what you want to buy and what's available to be able to send to the food pantry. And uh, we're about to restart our backpack program. So what really? we do is we I worked with uh, Lisa Carone, who's a special education yeah, teacher she is. at uh, Joel, yep. and John Soliciano who's director of food, food services, services for the Clinton Public Schools. Right. And we developed a list of 13 or 14 items. Um, so what happens is during the week, uh, we put them in plastic bags. We deliver them to Joel School on a Thursday. And on Friday, Lisa and some of her students put those uh, bags in backpacks for kids and families that are uh, having problems uh, having enough food on the weekends. Oh, cool! So it's a you know it's a variety. There's uh, cereal. There's milk. There's juice boxes. Um, there's uh, mac and cheese. There's a couple of snacks. So it's uh, there's milk and so it's a uh, a good cross section of food. There's pouches of tuna fish, uh, crackers, cookies. So it's a good cross section of things that you know a family can uh, can eat on the weekends. Absolutely. But we started that last year, and now that school is back, we will pick that program up again. Would you mind sticking around for another show? Love to. All right, we'll be right back. Inflation isn't just hitting your pocketbook. Businesses are tacking on new fees to survive. 
Be wary of low advertised prices. More businesses are implementing drip pricing, where additional fees are added as you move through the buying process. Don't be afraid to take your business elsewhere. If you think the fees are too high, keep shopping around. Comparison shop with fees in mind and make a complaint. Consumer Reports found that 64% of consumers who complained about a hidden or unexpected fee successfully had it taken off their bill. Budget for fees. In most cases, hidden costs are not illegal, which means there are some hidden fees you might be obligated to pay. But watch out for cramming, the illegal act of adding unauthorized service charges without your knowledge or approval. Take a few minutes to review your statements each month and check for new or unexpected fees. If you find a hidden fee, take it up with the company. They may be willing to reduce or remove the fee in some cases. And even if they don't, you still want to know what you're paying for and how much you can expect to pay monthly. For more tips, visit BBB.org. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Rossetti Show. I'm Pete Rossetti sitting here with Minor Vincent, who's the president of Families Helping Families in Clinton. Sir, Pete, <laughs> welcome, welcome back, back, I think. So I think we should tell people something what? about you that they might not know. Oh boy, what? Well, they don't know that, you know, you are a vital member of the, uh, every time we do a food drive. Yes. have been for probably 10 or more years. That's right. Spring and fall. And I, can't, I you, guess I just can't say no to you. And you survived uh, <laughs> rain, snow, snow, hail, wind, freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, when we do our fall food drive yes. uh, on September 24th, there'll be just a very gentle, calm wind, and that's it. No wind. No wind. No wind. <laughs> well, we, were, we lucked out in March. We March did. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Turned out to be a nice day it in the did. 50s. It was, it it was sunny. Warm. Yeah. It was nice. One of the few we've had that way. Uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe it was <laughs> the new location that That's brought the. Yes, we should tell people that. You know, yeah, that's right. We uh, have moved the food drive to Big Y. Right. Uh, they have been very accommodating uh, with us and for us, and uh, we were appreciative of all their efforts that they did back in March. So we uh, we're going back there in September from yeah. 10 to 2 on Saturday, September 24th. There you go. There you go. Now, more importantly, if people want to donate, so where, where should we go? So people can donate on the website, yeah. fhfclinton.org, okay. um, and you can donate through the website. You can also send a check to Families Helping Families, P.O. Box 166 in Clinton, Connecticut. Okay. And if people, what types of information can people find on the website? It tells you the whole story about Families Help the Families. We, uh, hopefully in the next month or two, we're going to um, refresh the website. Okay. But it's going to tell you um, everything you need to know. Like I said, you can donate on the website. Right. It uh, tells you who is involved. It tells you um, past events that have taken place in the town of Clinton. Um, I'm sure there's pictures. There's pictures. There's also, if you need help, there's a way to register online. For, uh, if you need help, if you also need help, you can feel free to call me at my house, 860-669-5592. Um, and every, every phone call is answered, and we make every effort to, if we can't help somebody, right. hopefully we have enough contacts in the community that we can direct them where to go for help. Absolutely. Uh, I have a number of people that, uh, call that uh, I'm su surprisingly don't know about not only the food pantry but 
I don't think people, enough people are aware that on Wednesday nights uh, during the food pantry, you can also, there's a meal site. Yes. At United Methodist Church. Yes. Every Wednesday right. from five to six, uh, you can get uh, a hot meal, uh, drink, dessert, and more often times than not, uh, you can also get uh, a little bit to go too. Right. Uh, so we want to make sure people take advantage of, of that particular program. Uh, United Methodist has uh, opened their their kitchen and their community room to us, and uh, the church. It's not just us. Right. The churches. In fact, it, we don't have much to do with it. I help with my particular church, but right. every church in Clinton uh, has is on a rotating. I know. Uh, mm -hmm. Your mom was there a couple of weeks yes, ago with St. Mary's. Right. Uh, I was there with First Church last Wednesday night. So oh, okay. um, it's a good opportunity to get a good uh, home-cooked meal. Right. Uh, so we hope people will take advantage of that. Speaking of First Church and our mutual friend at First Church, we also have to mention that they are the site for the food pantry, I believe, Wednesday? Yep. Wednesday, yep. Um, I think it's from four till, right now, there's so many people yep. that are using it, it's, let's put it this way. Hmm. If you're in line, yep. you're not gonna be turned away. They will do everything they can to make sure every single person is taken care of. And if and, you're not in line? And if, if you happen to be in line and they run, run low, they will give somebody a food card so they can go to a local supermarket and get food. Really? Uh, they won't turn anybody away. It's oh, cool. amazing because um, now, because of the pandemic, they're mm -hmm. still in a grab-and-go mode. Right. So what happens is during the day, they load three different types of bags. There's a, a bag of non-perishables, there's a bag of meats, and there's a bag of produce. Okay. So um, people get a good cross-section of, of food um, and they just do a marvelous job. The, the pantry has grown to well over 300 families a week. So we wow. use a multiplier of four per family unit. So that's 1,200 people a week. Wow. So the volunteers uh, at the food pantry do a, just an absolutely marvelous job. They're very patient. They understand that, you know, uh, people aren't there because they want to be there. People are there because they have a need. And so they, are, they uh, do an excellent, excellent job. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the involvement with Families Helping Families, the food pantry, and the community garden. So um, I don't really remember how many years ago it was. Okay. That Margaret and Peter Laram started... Yeah. Um, our community cares the food for all garden right and that is behind Holy Advent Church yes, it is. right next to Pearson School and the Holy Advent Church had a parcel of land that was all uh, basically woodland mm -hmm. and they decided that they wanted to do something for the community so food for all garden was born uh, we were one of the families helping families was one of the original supporters of that and we have remained uh, that until till this day. We still support them. Uh, right. We give, give them a stipend every single year. And people that haven't been to the garden, I would recommend highly that if you're driving down Main Street, mm -hmm. drive into the parking lot at Pearson School. And, and just, go all the way back. And go all the way back and just take a look at the garden. It's absolutely amazing. 
And in fact, it's, it's, I work there every Wednesday, but I'm not a gardener, I'm, no. a, I'm a packer. Okay. So the gardeners bring produce up to where we are and we put things, you know, we pack things in banana boxes, tomatoes and things we put in plastic containers and it all gets shipped to the food pantry. So they're picking Wednesday morning and it gets right. shipped there late Wednesday uh, around 12 o'clock. And so that's uh, fresh produce that's given out that's also that day. Wednesday night at the um, food pantry. But they probably give, uh, they probably generate between seven and 8,000 pounds of produce in the course of the year. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, they do a great, great job. But I really would encourage anybody that hasn't been to the garden to look at it. It's, it's absolutely incredible. It is, it is. If do a lot of work each and every, they would be there Wednesdays and Saturdays. If anybody wants to volunteer, you know, you don't have to be a gardener. There's plenty of things to do. Absolutely. Now, one question I had about the soup kitchen, the meal, the soup kitchen site in Clinton at? It's at United on, Methodist Church yeah. on Commerce Street. If, you, if you're at the side of the post office, it's the church that's on a diagonal yep. right across the street. With the orange doors. And it's every <laughs> Wednesday from uh, five to six. Yep. And it's a, a hot meal. Um, and there's always, I shouldn't say always, but seems like every time I'm there, uh, there's extras for people to take home right. with them. Absolutely, so absolutely. So people should, uh, you know, they can go into, go to the food pantry, get their food, and then go to the Methodist church and get a hot meal. Absolutely. So it works out well. Now, as far as the food pantry at the Methodist Church goes, is that year-round or? It was it was suspended due to COVID, but okay. I think it's been about a month and a half or two months. They've been back online, so okay. pe people can go there. Everybody, the servers and the cookers, are, we all wear masks, so it's a safe environment. Okay. Um, but it's uh, it's an opportunity that people should uh, take advantage of. Absolutely, absolutely. And now let's let's maybe talk about the astronomical pricing of food and fuel and how it maybe affects families helping well, families and the donations that you guys give out. Well, it's gonna you know the donations aren't gonna go as far as they used to. It's that really basically that simple. Right. I just we just paid a bill for somebody that got some oil and it was four dollars and seventy nine cents a gallon. So fifty gallons was pretty close to three hundred and seventy dollars. Holy cow. Yeah. So we uh, we're hoping that the prices will lessen during the coming winter months, but mm -hmm. um, and the same holds true with food. Um, you know, prices have just gone up twenty to thirty percent on a lot of things. And some things you some things you can't get. I used to get um, 20 cases of juice boxes. Yeah. And now I can't get any. Right now, you can't get cases of juice boxes. Or if you can get them, uh, a case of juice boxes I used to be able to get for like $10.50. Those same juice boxes now, if you can get them, are anywhere from 18 to $25. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, it's it's been uh, it's been difficult. I spent a lot of time shopping. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you know some of the things, and in the uh, what they've done is they've also placed limits on what you can buy. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of like uh, uh, Walmart and Target 
you can only buy 10 of things. So you have to, you know, get 10 cans of this and 10 cans of that. I used to be able to get 100 cans. Right. Um, but not anymore. In the, uh, like I said, the prices are, have gone up at least 20 to 30%. It's, it's, uh, it's wow. staggering. And, and so what happens is you, you might go online on a Monday and look at the price on something, and when you go back on Friday, the price has already gone up. Exactly. So, you know, the dollars don't buy as much as they used to. But no, you know, we're still not. fortunate that we, you know, we have some sources that allow us to buy. And the same goes, holds true with produce. You know, I mean, you go to the store and you look at produce, and it's very, very expensive. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, as far as our produce purchases, we're very lucky because we're purchasing from, we're purchasing on a wholesale basis. So right. um, the prices are, are, are a lot better than what you see in a store. Oh, absolutely. Um, but they're still expensive. Absolutely. Know? But we probably will spend this year, um, I'd say at least $60,000 on food for the food pantry. Wow. Yeah. It's a, you know, the pre-pandemic, um, there were probably an average of 135 to 140 families a week, mm -hmm. and now it's over 300. <laughs> so they've more than doubled, um, and they require a lot more food. We, you know, um, we never spent that much money on food before, but the past couple of years we have. Because yeah, no, you have to. Yeah. You know, we want to make, you know, like I said, do we, we want to make sure that people have food. We want to make sure that people have a warm home. We want to make sure that kids have, you know, have bikes, right. uh, have Christmas presents. Um, you know, that's our that's our goal is to make sure that you know families that might be going through a crisis and some difficult times right. still have some of those niceties that they should have. It's that simple. Right. And the the generosity of the people in the town allow us to do that. Absolutely. Minor Vincent from Families Helping Families. We're out of time, so thanks a lot for Pete, coming down. Thanks for having we'll me. We'll see you soon. See you at the food drive. Absolutely. On behalf of Minor Vincent, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next week.